Welcome to Numb Bills Fan Podcast number 143. It's your host, David Palermo, and on the left of me is Jeff Knight. You can find him on Twitter, Instagram, at Full Circle Attack. You can find me everywhere at Numb Bills Fan. NumbBillsFan.com also has all previous episodes and a little player if you don't already subscribe wherever you find your podcast. Also, we're up on GrandSandSportsNetwork.com in a time slot. And make sure you check their schedule to catch us there. And if you're listening through Grandstand Sports Network, thank you so much. And also, check out their other podcasts on the network. Rockpile Report, my favorite, is Locked On Bills. Great sports franchise of podcasts. And also brought to you by Punch Drunk Sports Podcast Network and PunchDrunkSports.com. Punch Drunk Sports is three comedians who have a podcast. And it's pretty rad if you're a little sensitive to comedians well maybe not listen to it we just had jason tebow from punch rock sports and red zone channel on direct tv who is also a la stand-up comic and has uh return of the red state coming out soon also ari shafir has a special double negative up on netflix and lastly sam tripoli has another album called the diabolical up on itunes and a new podcast called tinfoil hat podcast and pretty much uh share some thoughts on what people would call conspiracy theories or at least just has a discussion so check those out and um the bills right now just gonna dive into this bills just beat the falcons and uh stayed in the lead i felt like the whole time except for uh when the falcons hit the first field goal and there was no points in the first quarter, which was pretty crazy. So watch the game with Jeff here. Jeff, if you want to roll, then we'll just pick the game apart. All right, yeah, we, uh, we, we, you picked me up, and we went to a little Double D's and got some donuts and some coffee. We went to Dean's house. Shout out to Dean with a nice purchase on the house. In yeah, the we Walworth. rip on Dean as being drunk Dean, but Dean has a shit more together than, than, than me by far. Yeah. So... Drunk Dean is very well disciplined. And thanks for the hospitality, Dean. Staff with a powerful chili. Very powerful Good chili. Rich. Dean's parents around. Rich in the house. So what'd you get for donuts? Uh well we, we split uh we split a, a, a dozen. I got or a half dozen. I got a fritter. Can't go wrong with fritter. And then two Boston creams, but I feel like it was called Boston Screams. Because of the Halloween. Did you even eat them? Because I took the box in. I oh, think. dog, I ate them on the way home. Okay, because I got two apple spice, and we both shared the parallel thought of an apple fritter. I thought Jeff was going to roll all apple with me. So we show up to, to Dean's house. Drunk Dean is not drunk, talking really sharp, and really throwing me for a loop all game. Like, who am I talking to right now? And, um, you know, I guess he's a great host for sacrificing drinking for that. Well, he was also hungover Dean, so I think that's why he... Uh he didn't go as hard as the pain as he normally does. Yeah, I mean, Dean had a long night. Our buddy Paul, who's a regular listener, and uh, we had him call in. Uh, Paul, the boss, self-proclaimed the boss. <laughs> uh, he got married to to Beth, and uh, so congrats on them. And I'm sure they are enjoying the Bills' victory as well. So three points. Bills end up coming back with the Jordan Matthews touchdown nine yards. See my tire Taylor just. Got the ball down the field pretty handily. Uh, Charles Clay just had a coming out party. Finally doing what everybody 
thought he could do. What are your thoughts on Charles Clay, Jeff Knight? Well, Charles Clay, man, it's people are hating on Tyrod for not throwing the deep ball. Tyrod threw the deep ball to Charles Clay. Tyrod threw the deep ball over the middle of Charles Clay. Charles Clay had a, gay, uh, had a great game, ended up going for uh, over 100 yards. Uh, I picked him on DraftKings today. I don't think I won, but it wasn't his fault. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you still got – did you only do the 1 o'clock games? You still yeah, got the yeah. Ah, yeah, okay, okay. So Charles Clay had five receptions for 112 yards. He had a monster reception, I believe, for 44 yards. We're seeing Tyrod Taylor with this play action, stuff I saw at camp, finally – Coming to fruition here, and um, hey, credit to Coach McDermott for getting schemes around these players to work, bringing in his players. EJ Gaines is looking solid today before he uh, he had a little injury. Forgot what it was. We'll get back to you on that. Um, but he had a little bit of an injury after towards later in the game. But I mean, he's right there. And honestly, I'm thinking about it. Man, it would I would love to have Sammy talked about the other week how. Having Sammy takes the defense off the run game, but the play action season in gate, you know, to 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 buy the Bills a little bit of time in the pass game, and I'll say, I will take a solid defense over a Sammy Watkins. If EJ Gaines is a big reason that the defense is better, I'll take it. I don't know, but he's playing solid. So, your thoughts on EJ Gaines and Sammy? Well, our secondary is. Much, I, th- I think, is definitely improved from last year. Sammy's great, um, but you know, if we're just a run-heavy offense, and I love him, but he he gets hurt a lot, so he's not always on the field. So I, I kind of I, I like these trades. We got picks, and we have a very solid re- uh, we got a solid uh, cornerback, and then you know we saw a solid solid receiver today after you got a touchdown, his uh, first touchdown of the year, I believe. Yeah, Trey White with that. You know, the refs went. The refs overall are very inconsistent, which we'll dive into later. But, um, you know, the, the the touchdown, like you're saying, for Trey White, to have that awareness level to run the ball back. Yeah, he's he's rookie of the year right now, I think, for defense. He's uh, got to be. He's got to be. He is absolutely balling out. He tackle, he's a solid tackler, too. Now, you know, he forces a turnover and he, you know, he wraps the guys up and deflects passes and, you know, and gets some interceptions. So, you know, you're, you brought up the Bills secondary. And Micah Hyde has two interceptions today. Um, man, and, and one he had control with the ball that got reviewed, and you know the refs again went in favor of the Bills, and the ball dragged across the turf, but the ball didn't totally move too much. I guess so. You can have the ball touch the turf as long as your hands are wrapped around the ball, and then the ball doesn't do too much movement. I guess. I don't. I. It shouldn't be this hard, right? Well, the refs. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen a game where there's so many calls that could have gone either way. Um, I mean, the refs, you know, favor some in favor of the Bills, and they also had a few favor, you know, in front of, in favor for the Falcons. So it kind of may have evened out a little bit. So you know, Donald Jones called it on the John Murphy show. Micah Hyde. We haven't even seen him have his coming out party. We're talking Poyer. Wait till Micah Hyde turns it up. Well. These guys, these cornerbacks, clearly know where the ball is. I mean, you got Trey White with interception this year or more. You got EJ Gaines with a pick. You got Porter with a couple picks. You got Micah Hyatt with a couple picks. The secondary is for real. A uh, little bit of confusion on the touchdown to forgot um, who that was to. I am 
so bad right now. Um, so, you know, it looked like Preston Brown miscommunicated with Micah Hyde. Something went on communication-wise in a on, on the touchdown pass from Matt Ryan, which is the Bills' first push, touchdown pass thrown against them. So kind of disappointed to, to see not, not necessarily a, a miscommunication for sure. It was just a three-yard pass, you know, to Justin Hardy, and it was a heartbreaker, but hey. Bills got over it. I'm not really worried about it. It's a first passing touchdown this year. And occasionally you're going to have something's going to happen. And Matt Ryan, he found the hole in the defense. And that's it. I mean, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the game. It's going to happen, you know. Yeah. And not for nothing, you know, fourth quarter, Bills are on the ropes 20 to 17 after Hauschka. You know, gets the three points. I mean, from a 56-yard field goal, are you kidding? After five plays, 37 yards. Um, come on, Hauschka's money. Dude, Hauschka is nasty. I was a little skeptical at first just because the guy from work, I'm one of the managers, he was a Seahawks fan. He was actually excited for you know Hauschka to go because I guess he missed a couple extra points last year. And I thought he was legit. He had a, a corduroy Seahawks hat. If you got a corduroy hat, you know, you – you'd think he'd be, he'd be a fan for a long time, but, uh, you know, Hoshka's earned his money. And now I'm thinking he just bought that shit on eBay and it's been a fan, you know, ever since like he stopped liking the Carolina Panthers after the, the home years or something. I knew one legitimate Seahawks fan my whole life growing up. And there was this kid on a school bus in elementary school. And I forgot his name. Cause it's how important he is. He's the only one who is a Seahawks fan. And that was like 20 something years ago. And sports are just different. Whoever's winning, you're hopping on board, and it makes me sick when I see Brady jerseys here. It's like... Dude, I saw a fucking Seahawks 12-man jersey last year. Some dude came to my house and watched one of the, you know, watched the game. And it wasn't even the Bill Seahawks game. He just came with the Seahawks jersey, the 12-man. Who buys that shit? I don't know. You're a herb if you buy that shit. Do you not know where the 12th man is? It's in Buffalo. Yeah. You, you, know, you, you, you guys are loud because your stadium holds in sound. <laughs> you ain't shit. <laughs> You're a bunch of fake fans. That said, they hold in a lot of sound. Stephen Hauschka was not phased and knocked in his third field goal, and it was a 55-yard field goal for the day. And uh, On the road. Huge. Yeah, yeah, in a loud stadium, we had Jason Tebow from Punch Drunk Sports come on saying that, hey, I think the Bills are going to see all the, the glitz and the land and – the stadium's going to overwhelm them. Well, the Bills pulled no punches. They came out. And I'll tell you, if you look at the stat line, it doesn't look huge, okay? But what the Bills did, though, is they controlled the game. They made the Falcons work. And they have Julio Jones go out and Sanu go out. You're looking at it like, okay, well, this is a good game for the Bills because how are the Falcons going to come back? Now you've just made the Falcons one-dimensional. Now they... Now they have to run the rock. So what did the Falcons start doing? The Falcons started throwing a lot of screens, mm-hmm. a lot of screens, and that was eating up the Bills. But you know what? Not for nothing. It's only going to work for so long, and the Bills kept them in check. I thought going for that big field goal was huge. I will not rip on a field goal that was at the one-yard line or you know after the penalty on the five, whatever, six-yard line. I'm not going to rip on that. Okay, the Bills came out into the fourth, going into the fourth quarter, with an 11-minute and 20-second drive. I mean, 
That is absolutely unreal. And that's something I've always wondered with the Bills is how come these teams know how to just suck the life out of the clock and the Bills can't do it, you know? But here they go, 19 plays, 82 yards, 11 minutes and 20 seconds for a 24-yard field goal. I'm not complaining, man. Like, I'm not complaining. It's just, it, it's it's not worth crying about. Steven Hauschka, house money, pretty stoked. What do you think about the way the Bills played overall? Do you think it's, uh, were you pretty impressed? Because I thought they, they played well in all phases, like, like pretty even. Yeah, dude, I, I really like our, you know, we managed the game really well. Um Tyrod again, no turnovers. He really shouldn't have any turnovers this year, except the only the one interception he had was a tip ball. Um, you know, Tyrod he threw for a buck eighty, but who cares when we're you know we're running the four you know four yards to carry, four yards every three plays is a first down. So it, we got the W. So that's that's all that really matters. Ty, Tyrod I think that, again did a great job threw the ball well deep, and then threw the well threw the ball down the middle. So, you know, overall, great, you know, great win for everybody. Zay Jones kind of hit one big catch, you know, a few drops, but he's trying to redeem himself. All right. I love to dive into Zay Jones. So, Zay Jones, I am not sure the exact amount of drops, but he had at least two, and I thought a couple other balls that were very catchable, and, you know, at the same time, they're not showing the replay for us every play, and I thought that one of the balls was pretty good coverage on going towards the middle of the field. And I was getting nervous with Zay Jones. How about you? Like, I mean, one of the one of the dro- the drops I was outside for, so I could only hear it on the radio. But I mean, it would have been a good. Like, I remember one that he tried to like the 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 ground called ground ground called caused the ball to be incomplete, but it would have been a good ca- like a hard catch to make. Um, then again, he's in the NFL. He's got to start making these. I'm just, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, it's just kind of rookie mistakes. Um, I think in time he'll, uh, he's, he's going to win a game for us. I'm not, there's no reason to, we're winning games. There's no reason to, to get down on this kid yet. I tweeted during the game that you got to sit him for a little bit. And that was in the second quarter. So a few minutes ago. And the reason is for me, Really, if it's a third quarter, maybe you enforce sending him. But I guess going into halftime, it wasn't a big deal to not send him because you can get that few minutes for him to breathe. And I'm worried about pressure because sometimes, I don't know if anybody's ever done anything where you're, you're doing repetitions and you're trying to get better or something. Sometimes you just plateau and you're really just in your head. And I don't want Zay Jones to get lost in his head. The last thing you want a player to do is lose their confidence. And think about how many players that we've seen flash and then the teams lose. Say they went on IR early in the season. There's a coaching change. They get hurt the next year or they don't really play too well because there's a coaching change and the following year. And it's like the players never come to fruition. Yeah. Especially with this fan base where if you make one mistake because we haven't been in the playoffs in 17 years, they get run out of town. It's yeah, yeah. I mean, so I don't disagree with you. So it's like you know, can't crush him. Got to support him, but I would have been fine if they pulled him for a little bit, maybe even for the rest of the game. But I mean, you're going down receivers. Um, 
I really think you can't go wrong with him catching a pass later in the game, building up their confidence. And that's all I care about is confidence, confidence, confidence with Zay Jones. I don't want him in his head. So keep him. Somehow you got to keep encouraging him. Keep giving him the ball. Giving him op- give him an opportunity. But if they benched him, I would not have had a problem. You kind of wonder what Bill Belichick would do in that situation. No matter what he would do, it would be transferred into praise from the four-letter networks. And, oh, by the way, uh, the Patriots lost against Carolina. Yeah. So that's a big win. Patriots lose against Carolina. The Bills lost against Carolina. Was, were the Patriots home? Honestly, do not remember. I don't either. I don't think so. Okay. I think they're in Carolina. So the way I see things is this. The Bills are atop of the AFC East. They're 3-1. and one. The Patriots are 2-2. Two and two. Do not sleep on the Patriots. That said, they squeezed out a victory against the Texans at home that they barely squeezed away. That also said, when the Patriots go, you know, 14-2 and two or 12-4 and four or whatever it is to win the division that they usually do, we don't go back and go, well, you know, they won a close one here. But as a Bills fan, when the Bills fought a, a close one, sometimes we're like, you can't win that way. No, you can win that way. That's sports. That's sports. The ball has bounced the Bills' way lately. And with the NF- NFL officiating, you don't know what you're going to get. Luckily for the Bills, the ball has been bouncing their way too. If you're looking for Tyrod Taylor to have a breakout game today and go absolutely wild on the stat sheet, this was not your game today. He went 12 for 20, 182 yards, one touchdown. I'm not complaining. You know why? Because Tyrod Taylor was very even, very good off the play action. Again, adding a few drops in there and you're set. You know, so I can't complain. I thought the Bills played a very balanced game. And when the Bills needed to take some time off the clock, for the most part, they did. (laughs) You know, so um, it's all hodgepodge. The Bills are on the right side of it. They're doing the right thing. And I got to give credit to Coach McDermott for getting these players in position to believe in themselves and follow suit across the board because all three levels of the game – Minus the big kick return for, uh, you know, the Falcons there. I, getting nervous. Thought he was going to take it to the house. <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah, that's squeaking. But, hey, the team played good. They played even. You know, you don't want to see a game where your quarterback has to take over. You want to see a game where you could take time off the clock. You could chip away. You could chip away. And, and this Bills defense just suffocates teams. I mean, suffocates teams and then you get the bills coming out with 11 minute 20 second drive in the second half that's almost a full quarter of possession in one drive taking the air right out of the ball you can't add more clock but what you can do is make offenses more impatient than they already are get them jittery you don't have julio jones you don't have sanu who's he gonna throw it to his slot receiver deep and that's what Matt Ryan tried to do. It's not happening. It's not happening. Pro tip, use the Bills and Manhattan. They get a lot of interceptions. <laughs> you heard it here first. I mean, what are, you, what are you seeing out of this, Jeff? Do you have anything to add to what I just rambled about, which is nothing? <laughs> I mean, it's still early. I don't want to, like, get my hopes up, but 
I'm liking where we're going so far. Again, our running game, I feel like improved from last week. Our passing game was solid. Tyrod is improving each game, never making any turnovers. Um, I know some people might say, oh, we only won it because of uh, Julio Jones going out. But you know what? Injuries are part of the game. The last year, the, Monro- the moron years, we uh, Darius went out. <laughs> we lost the Raiders because of him. Because we were they, they could not run on us at all. This one, Darius was a beast. And as soon as he comes out, that you know Latavius Murray has a huge day, and we end up missing the playoffs. So I don't care. Injuries, injuries happen. They, you know, sometimes they're in our favor, sometimes they're in the opponent's team's favor. I frankly don't give a shit if the refs give the Bills every game this season to win. I don't care. I really don't care. I'm so sick of the negativity. I'm so sick of thinking that wins aren't good enough. Wins are fucking wins. At the end of the year, you look at wins, you look at losses, no matter how you try to chalk up the team on how good each player is, player is, or coach is, or coach isn't. At the end of the year, it comes down to wins and losses, and I don't care how that happens. Would you agree? Yeah, dude. And again, it's like Tyra, I think he plays super well, and then... There's times where like Matt Ryan misses, you know, throws throws the ball over the other, you know, the wrong shoulder or whatever. If that if that was Tyrod in you know the Bills uh, the Bills stadium, people would be calling for Peterman. You gotta leave, leave this guy alone. He's winning the games. We're three and one. Could have been you know could be four and zero, oh. but uh, you know I, I, he's 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 earned his keep. Exactly. And here's the main theme for the season. We are a quarter way through the season. The Bills are three and one. They're on top of the AFC East. The Who Dolphins got shut out, right? Exactly. Yeah. So here's the deal: is Jeff clearly, clearly, clearly hates most Bills fans. That's the worst. Said, they are the worst <laughs> fan base in the world because they're delusional. Most Bills fans that we hear from are delusional. Now that said, I'm sure there's the other seventy percent of the fan base. Actually, I would say about 40% of the fan base that's more objective. Yeah, but 30% of the reason we haven't made the playoffs is because they run players and coaches out of town. Because don't you know that that these fans have seen it before, and they have a a short leash, but they don't understand that you need to build something. I never thought that even – now, I don't know hockey, but I'm kind of shocked that Bills already gone. You know what I mean? It's like – we talk about these five-year plans for Buffalo sports well, Bill's team. Well, Bill's I don't a, know hockey that well. So he's a garbage coach, man. He he was with the Penguins with the two best players in the league, and he only wins one cup after like he he that wasn't even a full season with him. The other guy got like, got fired. He comes in and wins a cup, and then he's garbage. Right. Like, he his team underachieves ever since then. So you the think he was more like a lightning in a bottle kind yeah, of? Yeah, he, he was. He just got lucky. They they, they needed a little shake up. And then they won the cup, and then the Penguins were garbage after that. So then the Bills, and again, the Bills, the Sabres fans are dumb too. They get super stoked after every signing, like Steve Bernier, Bernier gets signed. He scores a goal in his first, you know, his first game. And they're like, oh, we're gonna win the cup, and that was the last goal he scored. May have got one more, but countless like free agent signings or, you know, during the year trades, the Sabres fans think they're gonna go all the way, and they're just garbage. They're 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 probably the biggest joke of the NHL. Let's go Panthers. I hate you. <laughs> I bust his balls all the time. How the fuck do you like the Panthers? Don't get him. All right. We'll get you on a hockey podcast. Yeah. You can, we'll get you on another one. Um, <laughs> look, I, I just think that, you know, you want to invest and put your cart behind these coaches and support them and support them and support them. And 
when continuity is preached and we pull the plug, sometimes you don't know what to do. I mean, here, Jeff's a fan favorite of Doug Whaley. We've talked that many times. You know, I'm a fan favorite of that too. But maybe it really comes down to can people work together? And, I mean, you got Doug Marone winning in Jacksonville, and here I am questioning, man, maybe Doug Marone did have it right. Maybe Doug Marone did need some pieces. Maybe because of marketing reasons or whatever the hell, if Russ Rand's running the show, I don't know anything. But I will suspect some things. You know, it's like the Bills have always been good at getting us in the seat. Well, what do you need to do that? You need players that are marketable. Well, did did Jacksonville win that game today? I am not sure. That went in the overtime, and we left. Just... They may have won two in a row, but they're still a bad team. Look, maybe the Bills aren't that bad. And the thing is, is the Bills are three and one when I want them to be three and one because I want them to get that nice victory over the Jets. Okay, a nice a nice litmus test. Let's get the systems in place and they were dominant. Okay, you go against the Carolina Panthers, shit's gotta get in order. You get exposed. You're going against one of the best defenses in the league, clearly. Um and Somehow they let the Patriots back in the game. I don't know how, but they held out and they won somehow. The Panthers, thank you. And it's a great victory. They had the Bills beat the Panthers. Then you show up and knock out the Broncos. Then you show up and you knock out the Falcons. Now, away, knock out the Falcons away. Yes. Now here's the deal. You got Rick Dennison, knows the personnel, knows tendencies of players in Denver. The Bills offensive coordinator was there, obviously, last year. This year, you got the Falcons, you got Patrick DeMarco, you got the same bloodline, the same coaching tree, pretty New much. New coordinator, though, like the, uh, like the team said. Right, but, I mean, you're keeping the same concepts because you don't want Matt Ryan to have to struggle again. His first year in Shanahan's system, he, you know, took a little bit of time. Once he got it, Matt Ryan is, is, is kind of dialed in, so they wanted to build off of what Matt Ryan did well. That's the biggest problem with coaching is you went out, went out, went out. Like the Falcons did, they crushed. Made the Super Bowl. Shanahan now has a job. Good for him. And he's running the San Francisco 49ers. So I think you got to build on what you have. Well, conceptually, Rick Dennison already knows that. So are you telling me that him and Sean McDermott, they got, they got all this stuff figured out. Talk to Patrick DeMarco. Get the skinny on the offensive lineman. You know. You grill the guy. I'm sure he's going to give up the information willingly, just like Mike Tolbert said about the Carolina Panthers game. Snitches get stitches, and he's getting stitches. <laughs> Look, I really do think it's a thing a little bit to have some intel on player tendencies, yada, yada, yada. When you're telling me Beasley's going to be out and Upshaw on the Falcons, come on. You can't go wrong here for the Bills. It worked out well. Uh, this play action is really masking some things with the offensive line. It's giving Tyrod time. It's getting him uh, so he can see players open. I think the timing of the Bills getting their shit together early in the season for the first quarter of the season, whether it's totally together or not, it doesn't matter. The Bills are good enough right now to go into the Cincinnati Bengals, who have one win this year, and then hit their bye week, and the Bills can really focus in on this one win here and be 4-1, and one, and we're hitting the bye week. We're feeling really pretty, and not for nothing. It feels good. <laughs> How do you feel right now? Dude, if, yeah, it's it's nice. You know, your week's always so much better if they win. Like, my, my job can just kick the shit out of me, and I just – I'll still I'll still be in a good mood just because the Bills won, so you know we're going into Cincinnati. If we can win that one, 
and have a whole you know a whole week to prepare for the Bucks, and then they had that one in our house. Mm-hmm. I, I feel pretty good about the season so far. Our defense is is nasty. Our offense is is efficient. We're not turning the ball over. So I. I can't complain. Yeah, I'm. I'm. You know, looking into this year, I thought we had a tough schedule, and if you were to tell me we would be three and one, you know, after four weeks, I said, I'd, I'd be shocked. I thought you know two and two would would be the best case scenario. We need the Bills to keep knocking off AFC teams throughout the board. The NFC win is nice, but if you remember back when the Bills played, they had Jim Schwartz. Jim Schwartz beat. Every NFC yep. North team that year. There is a thing to that. I mean, if you're a coach and you want a job and the Bills like you and you're playing your former division that you have game planned against over and over again, and there's only so many systems in football, you're not necessarily game planning against the player. You're game planning against the system first. So, you know... We see it with the Bills all the time. Okay, they're going to give Tyron Taylor acts to throw deep. Well, he hasn't thrown a deep all year. We know he can throw a deep. These teams go into these games with certain game plans. I can't get mad at a team if they can't just flip the script and go to game plan B, C, or D. They're not going to necessarily do that. They only have so many plays they can script. They only have so much time on the field. If the players had, much, had more time on the field... They could maybe bring more plays to the table. I don't know. I'm not a football coach, but just, you know, spitballing here. So sometimes when everybody's like, oh, just flip the table and do the other thing, they do try, but they can only work with the pieces they have. Jordan Matthews went out with a, a thumb injury too. So, you know, hopefully the pieces can, can come back for the Bills and they can keep this momentum rolling. That's really, I think, the end game here. You know, it was penalty free today? I feel like Richie. No penalties. Yeah, really. Good job that's with like, Richie Incognito. That's <laughs> the first time in a while. I was getting mad at the Bills for, you got Tolbert and he's doing a little too much dancing. And it seems like any suggestion I had in my head or we talked about, the Bills like corrected. I was like, dude, they got to get Tolbert running north-south like a hammer. What they yeah, do? They ran him like a fucking did. hammer, dude. He, luckily, we, he fumbled, but we recovered it. Look at this Bills awareness is... They're finishing these plays. They are finishing these plays. Yeah, Dawkins, I think he was the one who recovered. Lorenzo Alexander comes up with the fumble that was called not a fumble, which is a crack of shit. They were clear. It's like anytime there's a big play for the Bills, I don't want to be every time, but it seems like today, oh, there's a flag. Now, granted, the Bills got a touchdown. They, hey, Bills fans, we've been waiting for a break. Take it. But these refs, let's talk about these refs for a second. Can we just watch an objective game? I feel bad for Falcons fans. I feel bad for Bills fans. I am grateful that the Bills are on the winning side of it. But again, here we are. Refs are calling shit that doesn't exist. And I think that if you have a guy in the booth upstairs, I thought the whole thing is, oh, we can uh, ET phone home real quick and take care of this. No, that's not a block in the back. Yeah. You know, like, no. So thoughts on the rest today? If you're a Falcons fan, what do you feel, Jeff? I mean, I'm obviously pissed about that that touchdown. I'm grateful for that uh, that one. The you know he, it was the rule one incomplete pass. Um, yeah, I I don't think the refs were that bad today. I feel like for the most part they were really hard calls. But yeah, that I mean that block on the back was garbage. Um, 
they missed some holds, I feel like. But I'm sure, you know, Falcons fans are probably saying we you know, they miss holds on our end too. So uh this I mean, I don't think I've seen a game where so many calls could have gone either way. So I for for what they what they did, I feel like they called the, the called it right on the field. But had a few, you know, had a few miscues. It it definitely it's nice to go in our favor, like you were right. saying. It never does. Awareness level of the team overall. Um, how do you feel about the awareness level? I, I feel as in like, uh, yeah, definitely mad in terms. Ball drops. Trey Trey, Trey White takes, takes it out. Yeah, dude, he's my he's probably uh, right now. It's got to be rookie of the year for defense. Like he's again. I, I last like last time I was he did on, get I was, rookie of the month. Did he? Oh yeah, yeah. So. yeah. I was I was saying I, I really want to foster, but Trey White, you know, he fit our system perfectly apparently, and I'm so glad we had this kid. Wraps up tackles, great awareness, gets picks. Now keep in mind too, the Bills were not, they did not have, um, you know, they they didn't really go scot free with injuries. I mean, Shaq Lawson did not play, and Eddie Yarbo, Eddie, Eddie Yarbo played great. Holy shit, dude was blocking passes, making good tackles. Man and programmers, I know you're listening. <laughs> Fix it. Get Yarbs up there. Get Porter up there. Come on, man. Let's be real here. I had Shady McCoy with three drops in a game. When's that happen? I understand there's an anomaly, but if it keeps on happening, you're going to hear from me with some screenshots. And don't make me get the whack packs on you. So I'll get the numb Bills fan Twitterverse on you, <laughs> which is a whole four people. <laughs> so watch out. You're going to have like... Yeah, and those four people, there's still room to say shit when you tag them. (laughs) (laughs) Any other thoughts on the Bills today? I mean, turnovers are the theme for the Bills. Victories, really, um, against the Panthers, they didn't have them. This game, they had three turnovers. Very balanced offensive performance from run to pass. Uh, You know, Sean McCoy looked like he was going to break out, break out, break out. It's okay. He's at least getting four or five yards at a time. And guess what? That might have been a blessing in disguise. I don't want Matt Ryan on the field. To the Bills fans out there, Bill Belichick's game plan of the Super Bowl when he was the defensive coordinator of the Giants against the Bills. Keep Thurman Thomas on the field. Run that clock down. Let him run a freaking million-yard game. Do it. Do it. You know what I mean? Take the clock down. That's kind of like... What I liked about seeing Julio Jones not out there, it's a new. Now you guys are kind of, uh-oh, okay. Yeah, it really, it really was similar because you're just giving to Coleman on you know screens and uh, and runs. I mean, he, I mean, stat-wise, he had a great game. Right. But, you know, the only stat that I, I give a shit about is the dub. I just want to win for the win column. Bills face Cincinnati coming up. We got a bye week after that. And uh, we were back at home, aren't we? Yeah, against the Bucks, Cincinnati. I feel like that's that's a winnable. I mean, it's kind of they just. I feel like they're like the Falcons, but with less less threats. I mean, Julio Jones and AJ Green, pretty similar. Julio Jones a little bit better. They have you know three running backs versus the Falcons two. I would say the Falcons running backs are superior. One thing I'm looking for is the Bills are coming to the Bengals, and I don't think they're going to lay a duck. I don't think this team is immature. Um, you know, the further we get away from a Rex team, the further I'm, I can't believe how much of a 180 I've done on Rex Ryan. And yeah, I was pissed that they, you know, they fired him at first too. Cause I, I like, my thing is you got to give people, you know, chances to work it out. But after hearing like Darius complain about him saying he's letting the guys off easy, I, I think it was the right move. 
I'm thankful for the way things worked out. And Sean McDermott seems to be super intelligent, super aware. I love how involved he is. I love how animated he is on the sidelines. He just, you know, he's not over the top. He's not some shit show out there. He seems to control. This Bills team just feels sharp. And they ain't hanging their head. They're going to come into work, and they're going to work tomorrow. And you got guys that are on the team and have been on the team for a long time. Jerry Hughes already has been on the team for a long time. You know, so I can't wait to see how the Bills look against Cincinnati. It could be it could be an absolute demolishing. But I just hope the players don't take it lightly. And I don't think this is the team to do that. And I have a lot of faith in the Bills moving forward, honestly. I mean, Stephen Hauschka deserves the key to the city. You are absolutely, Stephen, killing it. You have just, your the blood in his veins just must be like ice cold. Nothing bothers him. Just nailing, nailing field goals in that dome, which yeah, two was close. 55 plusers. Huge. Huge. So, House Money Hauschka, as Mike Tolbert would say, Thank you. So that's it. Find me on uh, Twitter, NumBillsFan, Instagram, Facebook. Thank you for subscribing. If you don't, please subscribe on iTunes or wherever you find podcasts. As always, shoot me an email, Dave at NumBillsFan.com. And if you don't know, there is a contest going on. You can send me an email of a review. Um, I'd, I'd love to get reviews of the podcast out to people. To encourage some growth for the podcast, tell your friends. Um, I'm running a contest. Fortunately or unfortunately for you, you get to sit next to me at a game. Um, send over screenshots of a review on any of your podcasting uh, sites that you would use. I know iTunes has a review up there. Five-star review is really cool. If not, just please subscribe. Maybe subscribe everywhere. I'll take those in, too, for the contest as well. If you want to drop me a line, David Numbillsfan.com, that'll be great. But tell your friends about the podcast, subscribe, get it around. Try to be objective here. Sometimes we ramble, sometimes we digress. The the myriad of guests we have are just you're gonna have guys like Jeff who are sharp, can bust some chops. You have guys like Tim, who you can take to your parents' house and you can take him to church with you, and he's not gonna bother anything. And then you got guys like Nick Pop who's gonna just go wild. You got comedians like Jason Tivo, who is, you know, he might be peeing in the sink when you call him. You never know. I'm still jealous. You got to talk to that dude. I've been listening to his podcast, his punch room for you know years now, and uh, yeah, I'm jealous, dog. I really mean it. At work, I sometimes can't listen to punch drunk if I'm doing something unsafe because I might laugh and just fall. Oh, dude, I'll rip my headphones out because I'm laughing too hard because I don't want to be that guy who's. Do you like, work in a cubicle? Yeah, in an office. Well, it's sort of a cubicle. Once we moved office, it's kind of like half a cubicle, and my manager's like right behind me, so he can see my screen. So sometimes he'll just like see me randomly, just like laughing just to myself, but it's really just a podcast. And so yeah, it's a no fluff. Usually, zone. usually you know, you know, punch drunk, Danish O'Neill. Skeptic Tank with Ari Shafir. Rogan, sometimes. Not as funny anymore, but... Yeah, Rogan's gotten kind of serious, and honestly, I, I love Rogan. He's uh biggest influence probably for this podcast, as far as just... Yeah, but you know way, what? You know, but I, I gotta he, say, he's gotten a little polished. He's got his friend Cameron Haynes on too much. Dude, I really don't give a fuck about hunting. 
that much. I mean, I've hunted it twice. Still haven't killed any squirrels, but... I will go I still, hunting I still, with somebody. I, I still don't want to listen to the fucking guy talk. I don't care he runs marathons every day. It's boring. I like the not running thing. I think it's sweet. Um, I did try rollerblading, so check out the Numbills fan uh, <laughs> Instagram soon. I tried rollerblading aggressive skating the other day with Mike on Monday. And, dude, I looped out so fucking hard. It was like a... No, Jeff, we don't have gay jokes on this podcast. But that's what I used to call myself. And, uh, <laughs> dude, so fruit and I looped out, and I had, like, this, like, Liu Kang kick. Like, Mortal Kombat. <laughs> just, like, up in the air, like a Ryu fucking spinning, like, ridiculous loop out off of, like, a foot-high box. I looped out that I don't know. And I landed... Right on my left hip and left knee, and my hip is still bruised up underneath. <laughs> it doesn't look it. I'm really just crying. But my knee, I've been, like, icing it with my corn pack, and it's been tough, man. I remember I called a, one of our gym teachers who used to roll our blade. I called him a fruit booter once when, you know, this is... 90s baby. Yeah, when 90s. When I was acceptable. He, oh, man, he got mad, and he yelled at me in front of a lot of people. <laughs> Mr. Ellis, I know you're listening. <laughs> Oh, Jeff. That's Jeff Knight. Jeff, where can we find you? Uh, I'm on Twitter, FCA underscore records. I think the same on Instagram. I don't really post much, mostly cat pictures. But uh, I think you can change your name if you ever wanted to. Yeah, I probably should eventually. But uh, I still have that website. If you want to buy records, if you just look at <laughs> Full Circle Tag and type in Store Envy. If you want some Bills gear, I'm Mr. Orange on eBay. I got some Super Bowl seat cushions. From the Cowboys' first Super Bowl and then the Redskins' Super Bowl, if you want them. Got some training camp coins. Got more uh, more hustles up there if, you, if you're interested. Also, Jeff is the guy. I got to give him credit. He puts his money where his mouth is. He put out hardcore bands. And as you know, if anybody knows, losing battle. No money in it. So for him to do that and not play music, he's always had the utmost respect for me. So, um, you know, it takes a lot to support a music scene. You're putting out four digits plus of money up front to slowly trickle it back to hopefully break even across your fingers. Yeah, if you want some street cred, I still got some Full Circle Attack West Side Connection shirts up there. Oh, shit. Why don't you tell Gangs them about your the, shirt? The Gangsta the Kill and the Dope Dealer. You want to put it up on... Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll put a picture of a known Bills fan, and you can just give me your sizes. Like, so, I got all the sizes, I think. Maybe not small, but we got fat guy sizes of the 2X. <laughs> Well, I usually rock. You know, we got everything. Oh, man. Keep in touch, people. Numb Bills fan everywhere. That's Jeff Knight. Um, you know, he's a good dude. Pretty logical. Love him. Yo, CSN 331. Yeah, really. Row 6 for me. I'm row, I don't know, like 21 maybe. That's so weird, though. That I remember when I first texted you. I'm like, yo, you got seasons again? You're like, yeah. I'm like, what section? You're like, 331. I'm like, oh, shit. Me too. We're going to start doing post-game Van shows on the way home, by the way. Post-game van shows. We're going to have I wish we Facebook live. live because everybody's... Is there video on that? Yeah, we can do Facebook. Oh, son. I'm saying. Je- those, Jeff. Those drunk Dean pictures are money. Dean is always asleep. Everybody else is always asleep. And it's just us two talking. Dean sleeps in the weirdest positions. I cannot, like... He- Dude, he exposes that neck to a throat cutting. <laughs> <laughs> that motherfucker like that is not street what are you doing dude oh, where's your chain mail <laughs> where's the chain mail when you need it oh, it's almost like I just want to leave like a mushroom print on the side of his throat <laughs> so, but bam <laughs> but I'm more submissive so anyways take care goodbye later
Oops, one last thing. Don't forget, hit me up on NumbillsFan on Instagram. Email me, David NumbillsFan, Facebook NumbillsFan. Again, send a screenshot over of a of a review of the podcast up on iTunes or wherever you find your podcast, especially an iTunes review, and you'll be entered into a drawing to win a ticket to, to fortunately or unfortunately sit next to me at the Bills game. Also, if you go on the Numb Bills Fan Facebook page, I just shared a link to says fund the Diaz family from Puerto Rico. Um, if you've seen the Numb Bills Fan shirts, there's a great logo on the front of the breast, and Casey Diaz made that. He's a tattooer out of Rochester, New York, at um, Kamikaze Tattoo in Rochester, New York. So make sure you check him out. Uh, check out the not check him out, but I mean, yeah, check out his his artwork. All that get tattooed, good tattoos. He's a good dude. He did the artwork for the shirt, helped the layout. Also, his brother Corey Diaz is a good friend. They're big Bills fans. Every year they go to a game with their family, and um, their dad set up a GoFundMe page to help get the family back. Uh, I believe to um, help get the family back. There's a whole description up here. Read more. Uh, help them out so so any additional funds past the goal will be donated right to the red cross so if you can please get on my facebook at numbills fan on facebook so numbills fan facebook.com numbills fan i'm the worst at this but if you can click the link there's already a hundred bucks in there now and uh you know, a few people donated, so check it out. Good people, friends of the podcast, and good friends in uh, the punk hardcore community as well. And, you know, they have a message to spread, and they do a lot of good things. So please, if you can, help them out. Also, don't forget, um, make sure you toss a review up, whatever you want. Send a screenshot over. You'll be entered into a raffle to win a seat next to me at one of the games coming up. And I might even give you an option to pick what game you want to go to. So... Follow everywhere. Tell your friends and family. And I actually have three season tickets. So maybe if somebody makes a good enough pitch, I'll give away two. So you could have a pair and I'll just sit in my oddball seat. So don't look at me, Mike. I'm not taking you. Because he wants to go for free. He'll drive and pay for parking, which I pay only $10 at 555520A. My boy over there, Randy. All right. Take care. Again, thank you for subscribing to this. And tell your friends everywhere if you like it. Uh, thank you for hanging with me. There's a, a myriad of guests you have. Sometimes we have a guest like Tim Avery who's going to come review the Bills game tomorrow right after the game, uh, Bills and Falcons. And, you know, if you see Tim Avery in the title line, you're going to get a cleaner podcast. If you see a comedian, you're going to get a guy pissing in the sink. That's just how it's going to go. Okay? So thank you for listening. I'm your host, David Palermo. Mike's shaking his head. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good night. Goodbye. Hope you like the fantasy football advice. And Mike will have a Twitter soon or else.